Thanks for joining me on iHeartRadio and the Tech of Sports this week. And uh, as things start to uh, keep opening up a little bit, that includes trade shows and, and other events that people are attending or trying to attend. And so we're joined this week. Uh, happy to have Danica Tormolin on, an award-winning journalist. She's covered the trade show industry for for over two decades. And uh, she's just back from a show, uh, as I am. And uh, we're going to talk about where we are right now and maybe where things are going the rest of this year. And Danica, thanks, uh, thanks for coming on and uh, sharing your opinions. Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me on. I know you're, uh, I was down in Fort Lauderdale two weeks ago, 10 days ago. You're, uh, you're just back from Miami, kind of uh, tell me what was uh, going on down there and kind of your, uh, your perspective and your, uh, your take on uh, where we are right now. Sure, sure. So I was at the Jewelers International Showcase. It is a show produced by Reed Exhibition, which is a publicly traded company, global company out of the UK, yep. uh, based in the UK. And they have, that was their first event in the US market since the pandemic last year. So um, a really big first for. Um, for the trade show industry in terms of um, one of the largest event organizers getting back in the game after uh, being out of the game for almost for a year. And also it was the first event at the Miami Beach Convention Center, uh, first trade show um, since the pandemic as well. And it was uh, really well attended on the, on the first day in particular. The attendance was at 38% over, according to the show organizers' um, staff, they, they posted reg numbers at 38% over 2019 numbers hmm. for, the, for one day. That's, uh... So I, I feel like I was also at the, um, the Magic Win and Off-Price shows that were in Orlando um, February 9th was, was the, the date of that. Yep. And, um, you can just feel the vibe. It's really, it's really changing. The, the momentum is, is shifting. Um, I posted on Twitter earlier this morning too. I could even tell, you know, there were several people that showed me their vaccination cards to show they were fully vaccinated. Um, you know, so I think that, uh, we're, we're really going to see a, a ramp up. Um, I've heard from about, from, Yeah, let's hope that uh, that trend continues. Of course, you were in, uh, or with Danica Termolin, uh, trade. Of course, you were in Florida, Danica. Uh, Florida's maybe ahead of the curve a little bit for from some of the other states. Um, are you kind of maybe getting uh, maybe uh, a little optimistic vibe just because it's Florida, or is the, or you think the trend is going to be nationwide? Well, yes. I mean, I'm certainly getting an an optimistic vibe from from Florida, but. Um, we're seeing uh, Las Vegas is getting ready to open up. They, they've given assurances that the world of concrete um, is going to happen in June, which is a, is a very large show. And um, you know, I you know the attendance numbers are who knows what those will be, right? I mean, how how comfortable people will feel. But I feel like the confidence level is rising. Um, and, and, you know, on the exhibitor side, the, the attendance was up. The show floor, for instance, in Miami was, was smaller because, you know, it takes some time to plan out exhibits. And there are still some corporate travel bans yep. um, in place. 
for lots of companies. So, you know, um, I've heard from my sources that some of the major, like, healthcare and uh, tech companies that, that they do see um, corporate travel coming, you know, later on in the summer. So I think that'll... I think that'll... that'll... Yeah, and the airlines have given that kind of given that indication as well. And uh, um, but anything uh, has to be better than I mean, I've tried to do a few virtual events that have been either a uh, a technical uh, fail or uh, or didn't work on in in other aspects. Uh, uh, the virtual events are they kind of hopefully ending, and maybe maybe we're going to see like kind of hybrid events, uh, in person and virtual, kind of. People are saying yes that you know they will be a component of, of a show. Um, whether so, you know, you have your annual events or your you know biannual events that, that happen for your either your a company or or an association. But um, you know, it, digital will open up the opportunity to connect uh, with their communities year on a year round basis and it seems it appears to be that that education is really the key uh, mostly on that side um, you know classes and and continuing education credits and things like that whereas you know the typical the trade show itself uh, there really hasn't been a great model yet um, no. online for that no, and then the, the jewelry expo. That's uh, that's kind of an international contingent. There was it mostly people from North America this year, or uh, did you see internet a lot of international attendees, or uh, kind of what was your uh, what was your take on that? It was definitely more domestic than it was international. They were they did not. Um, I, I interviewed the show organizer before the show, and um, he told me they, they really weren't focusing on the international audience at all. Typically, that show draws from the Caribbean islands. Yep. Um, all the jewelry stores in the Caribbean, South America, um, and Mexico. But it really was. Did, they did not do that. Um, and. But they did offer assistance. If anybody reached out for visas, they need to have a visa in order to, to come um, to the U.S. right now, and you have to have a negative COVID test as well. And I interviewed at least um, three or four different people that were not <laughs> that were international, one from Mexico, another from a Caribbean island, um, and they were able to get in. And, and I talked to a couple of exhibitors that were surprised at, at the number of, of international attendees that, that were there. So That's... there were a few. I wouldn't say it was as big as, as it normally would be. Correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And we're wrapping up with Danica Termol and covering the, uh, the trade show industry um, for uh, for years and on Twitter she's a great follow Danica Tarmolin. Uh We'll uh, we'll put the links in the show notes to all that uh, along with Trade Show Executive Magazine. And uh, after almost a year, Danica, with nothing, uh, who do you think was hurt most? Uh, attendees, the exhibitors, uh, or the organizers of events? I know everyone is uh, has, has felt pain, but who do you think uh, who do you think's been affected the most? You know, the event organizers were, were, were hit pretty hard. You know, if you're talking about a publicly traded company that has, you know, virtually no revenue from their main revenue source, which is producing trade shows, um, 
you know, there there has been some pivot to online, and, and people were able to um, put some things online in terms of um, their events, but some of them didn't charge anything. Some of them just moved over the exhibitor costs. So, um, you know, the, their revenues were hit pretty hard. But, but honestly, I would say that the top one would be exhibitors, the, the small and medium-sized companies uh, that really are the backbone of the U.S. economy were the most impacted because uh, the the exhibitors that I talk to when I go to shows right now, they're not the national companies. They're not the international companies that are exhibiting at the shows. They're the small and medium-sized businesses, and they are out in force, and they need this as a, as a sales and marketing channel for their, for their companies to be able to grow and flourish. Yeah, one thing we learned from the pandemic is the uh, the era of trade shows and events like that is not uh, is definitely not over. So uh, uh, wrapping up here with Danica, Danica Tremolin. Danica, you're based in Kansas City, one of my favorite food cities. Wherever I go, uh, people know I eat barbecue. Uh, as a local there, what's your favorite? Well, I have a lot of favorites with <laughs> different people, but um, I I love to go to Arthur Bryant's is up on my list, uh, Joe's Barbecue, formerly yep. Oklahoma Joe's. Uh, Q39 is also one of my newer favorites. Uh, Jack Stack is, is pretty up there too. So I, I love barbecue too. Yeah, I like uh, maybe a little more. I'm maybe a little more old school. I like I like Gates. Yeah, yeah, I, I do like Gates too. I haven't had Gates for a little while. Well, maybe I'll have to go. Uh, hit it up later. Oh, you're making me hungry. <laughs> you know, I would also be remiss when you asked me that question about who was impacted the most. Yeah. You know, the hotels and the yeah. restaurants and all of the workers in those cities, the convention centers. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention how much they were impacted in this and they were probably hit the worst out of all of this because, you know, those are all the people that work around the convention center in the cities you know the the service industry um and you can tell when you go to um when you go to an event now the last events i've been to i mean people are so thankful that the shows are back in the hotels you know the the housekeepers are working the you know the valet staff the restaurant workers the bar workers you know it really does um it's it's shown the economic impact of, of business travel and trade shows on the economy yeah convention centers no matter how big or small are big uh, big parts of the economy for a lot of uh, a lot of cities or almost every city in this country and you're right uh, the few things i've attended now they are the people are thankful you're getting extra good service and uh, they know it's a long yeah. way back but uh, you know baby steps are sometimes good Danica, thanks for coming on. We'll have you on again soon, and uh, great stuff, and uh, can't wait to see what you're covering next. Thanks, Rick. Thank you.